0: Hi everyone, this is Prav, who is the CEO of Movement Fitness & Nutrition. We brought to you a new podcast called the Rights podcast where we're going to talk to disabled people or people with medical conditions and talk about their experiences being a disabled person in today's society and how they grow up to become an empowered and confident person within themselves. We talk to so many inspirational people so if you're inspired by some of these people please check them out. Also subscribe to us on YouTube because we upload a video version of this podcast onto YouTube so this is amazing to have and also please subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and Spotify as well because we would love to talk to more inspirational people and if you have any suggestions of who could be in the show please comment them below and leave a review as well every Wednesday at 1 p.m. we'll be releasing these episodes so make sure you tune in today we have Margot, who talks about mental illness and mental health she suffered from her own mental health issues but she was able to get her support system and now she wants to advocate those rights into this podcast so make sure you listen to this episode because this was a really interesting episode and we talked about all aspects of mental health so let's just get into the episode guys. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Arrow Rights Podcast. Today we have Margaret who's going to talk about all about mental health so do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, yes. My name is Margo Baumgartner. Um It's so great to be here. Um, I'm very excited to talk about mental health and my story and how I can help the uh, listeners.
0: Okay, so why have you decided to speak about mental health as a general?
1: Yeah, so um, I, I, a little bit about me. I've, I have been diagnosed with a mental illness since about 2010, so about 10 years of having to manage mental illness on top of everyday life from work to my personal life, to my daily, acti- with, including my daily activities and maintaining relationships. Since being successful in that uh, I've decided to go back um, to give back to those who have not had such a positive um, a- experience, especially with the, with the, um, with the supportive environment that I had when I was diagnosed, mm-hmm. I really want to kind of give the people who haven't had that um a little bit of that. Uh, I've worked as a leader and director in the nonprofit sector for people of all ages and abilities, ranging from group homes to child care pro- child care programs. And um, now I am cert- I'm looking for jobs for people with mental illness, um, severe mental illness that kind of gets in the way of them holding a regular job on their own. Um, this can range from severe mental illness to substance abuse to people with criminal backgrounds. And a lot of the clients I work with are homeless, um, whether it's living under a bridge or living, um, going from couch to couch surfing, um, and some, some people in cheap motels and cheap hotels. Um, I, I have come to really find the best strategy to help people with mental illness is quite plain and simple. Um, building those positive relationships in a safe space for that person, because that person either either has ruined their relationships have been ruined um, because of mental illness, or they just didn't have one to begin with a positive supportive system. So that's kind of why I want to um, give back Mm to people with mental illness. um, And I believe I've done that successfully. So I have a story that is worth sharing. And I hope Mm -hmm. it makes a difference um, in, in listeners lives
0: it sounds really interesting what you're doing at the moment because you're taking from your experience of mental illness and bringing positivity into other people who may feel not as good as they should be basically and like with these nonprofit profit organizations there's a lot coming up now with mental health and it's being talked about quite more which is really amazing to hear so okay so you said that you had like a mental illness yourself are you comfortable with sharing that story Um, Yeah. Um, So
1: I, um, when I was diagnosed, I, um, I was, I was, I had um, a treatment program out in Vermont. Um, And from there, after that uh, program closed, I was able to um, get successful training in order to kind of go back to a regular school for my last, um, for my senior year of high school. And that's where, um, when I went to that high school, I was able to kind of um, come into my own um, and with the support of my parents and the support of my teachers, I was able to um, kind of go back to normal life after mm-hmm. after a 16 year old treatment. <laughs> um, I grew a lot from that experience, and I and I grew relationships, and that kind of got me ready for college. Um, and I know a lot of the times, um, uh, mental illness really shows its characteristics in mm-hmm. college, and. I definitely can speak to that, um, but I I also had a diagnosis before um, before uh, this one college. So so I was able to manage that and build those relationships, and I've had those friendships for the past ten years now. And I would say that they are they are some of my best relationships. And even even though they know that I struggled with that, um, I was able to kind of um I was able to build that relationship and and successfully have those girlfriends. Um I have I am married um to my wonderful husband who I've been with for the past seven years and he knows my struggle. He knows it. Um but luckily I haven't been um I haven't had an episode um in a very long time. Um so in about ten years actually. So
0: that's amazing, honestly. Congrats to you on i yeah. And like I- a lot of people would think oh like my life is never going to be the same after they might have an episode or something like that like I suffer from mental health myself and mm. I kind of opened up about it but not as much like I suffer from anxiety depression and PTSD mm-hmm. from like, traumatic experiences since I was a young child and as a teenager as well and from the experiences I learned from a teenager, and trying to learn how to grow myself as a person even better. And I think during that time of adolescence, you see, like, that's where mental health are, it's worse because you have pressure from school, you have peer pressure, you have family pressure, everything like that contributes yeah. to mental health. I'm not saying it's for all adolescents, but for majority of which I've seen, they they seem to have an occurring pattern of mm-hmm. these factors going into mental health. And also, mm-hmm. like, something like bullying can also affect a person too. Like, mm-hmm. especially as a child, because you don't know how you're going to handle it very well. You don't know how you're going to handle the pressure from people who criticizes you. Whereas an adult, you learn to grow thick skin around mm-hmm. it. And even if someone says bad about you, you're not going to be bothered by it hopefully majority of people that i heard i know that some can't take it which i understand and then for some it's the case that they can take it in do you you agree on that thing
1: yeah yeah so um i guess i guess it's it's interesting because um well congratulations first of all on on being very successful and this is an awesome way to um spread the good word as it (laughs) is um is Kind of coming on podcasts and making this public, and I think people, um, especially adolescents, they don't know um, they don't know as much as a twenty-seven-year-old. They don't know they don't know that it's okay to have those mm-hmm. um, those mental illness. And so, I I definitely think um, parts of society is they they've tended recently to kind of overdiagnose youth. Um, and, and be extremely sensitive. But on the other hand, that is kind of important because it, the mental illness might start at a young age. Um, And I think handling those topics as um, young kids is so important, um, especially as as people in high school, kids in high school, and kids in middle school to tell them, hey, this is a normal transition. Or um, if you would notice something, if if you would know something in your child um, going to a professional and they are able to tell you um, is this normal in child development or is my kid having an issue? Um, And luckily I had, I had that support where my parents were at the right place at the right time. Um, So they were able to get those professionals to tell them, Hey, this is normal and not. And in high school, when I was in therapy, um, the best, the best, uh, kind of compliment that I got, um, either when I shared it, or when I was with my therapist is that, hey, Margo, this stuff is normal. So don't worry. And that was one of the biggest compliments mm-hmm. um that I had, because I didn't know what I wasn't sure what normal was, was it having an episode? Or was it leading up to an episode? Or was it in that real range? Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm very happy to be
1: here and this is a great opportunity and thank you for sharing your um, your a little bit of your story too
0: yeah exactly like with as you said like as a young child you don't know what's wrong or right sometimes and if you have that support network it really does help you like from a young age but even some people don't get that and that's something we're trying to spread awareness about is that even if you don't have loved ones by your side or anything like that you still got these organizations these non-profit organizations who are willing to help you at any time especially when you need crisis like you might not notice it yourself but you really might need the help and it does apply for like adults too like some people may think oh adults don't really go for mental health because they learned from it as they're younger but there are people who go going through these stuff and no one's realizing. And that's something we need to spread awareness about. Yeah.
1: And I think as an adult, you, I think as a child, you look at your parents or the adults in your life and you say, Oh, they have it all figured out. Mm
0: -hmm. They're,
1: they're no longer learning. They, they have it all figured out because we put our parents up on maybe a pedestal or aunts and uncles on a pedestal saying, Oh my gosh, they have it all figured out. And I guess, as I've been growing older and this isn't necessarily only a mental illness thing, but it's also, Hey, I'm always learning. I'm always learning about myself. I'm always becoming aware of different things and learning about the world and how it works. And um, it can be, sometimes it can be a downer, but at the same time, like there's a lot of positive things out there. There's a lot of um, positive voices that you can listen to and uh, make sure that you're kind of, um, focused
0: on the on the more positive things and we're all learning <laughs> no we're definitely all learning as well like some people don't realize that everyone's learning a- each and every single day like for example like some some people may learn how to work a podcast maybe or even like learn learn to like discover yourself a lot more than maybe the other day and it's not like or even learning skill like today I learned how to like like edit like more snippets of a video for example like I learned that today and like many people don't realize that people learn on a daily basis it's not just oh you have it all figured out it's like Mm -hmm. everyone's learning and someone people need to realize that like what's going on the inside no one realizes what they're going through as well and if you're learning yourself, it means that everyone else is.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think um, having those relationships that that challenge you and make you learn new things is really important, especially in um, the population I serve. It's, it's not always about being cushy. And I'm here to support you. And here's my shoulder. It's more like, hey, I know you're going through this. Let me let me teach you either through my experience or let me brainstorm with you on what to do or how we can either come together or I can give you those resources where you can learn and, and having those relationships that really um, not only support you, but also push you to be your best. And I mean, I think there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. I mean, you're not shaking the person and saying oh it's right here like <laughs> do it do it and it's like well I can't just do it I need to learn and and that's those are the best relationships that you have is is building those relationships that can continue to
0: um challenge you oh definitely like I know I had an episode where there was like a guest was talking about depression and she mm-hmm. was saying like not many people have those support system who will cheer you along the way. Sometimes you just want to be alone sometimes and just want to sort it out yourself. Mm-hmm. But but no one realizes if you are an introvert, it may work, it may work for mm-hmm. introvert. But for an extrovert, it wouldn't really work if you want to try to be alone. Like you want to be gathered around different people, and that where that's where you like where you said, "Oh, there must be people around you to support so you." Like, yay, go on, cheer on. Yeah. Like I think people who are extroverts are more likely to want that, except for like introverts. Because for me, I'm more like during this pandemic, I became more introvert but before the pandemic I was in the middle about am I introvert am I extrovert like I like being around people but also like being by myself for example but now I'm learning through this pandemic that I am indeed an introvert like I want to be my, with myself all the time yeah. and that's just me as me as a whole really and that's helped me cope my mental health a lot better because it's like if I could just think things through try to get my mind clear then it's the best thing and like holding it in it, it can sound like a bad thing but not that at the same time it can be a good thing because it's like you got it inside you and you can if you think about it it gets it out of your head rather than just putting it on someone else for example and some people do think that like oh I don't want to put this on someone else I don't want to to make it their problem as well like I just want to solve this by myself and see where it goes to for example
1: yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I'm a self described extrovert, pretty much. And um, I think there I know, like people steer away from labels and everything, but there's something comforting about knowing, like categorizing or like, um, identifying what is going on with you and make sure yourself it's part of I, I believe it's part of self awareness is identifying, mm-hmm. not necessarily labels, but just kind of where you fit. And it's just comfort. It's, it's comforting to know, where you are and then going from there how you can how you can get help or how you can express yourself so for example during the pandemic a lot of people were going through um like a grief a grief period of either actually losing someone and going through the death of grief or just grieving over the old the old ways we did things like freedom I, i don't know how um to best describe it but I think when I was going through that kind of cycle and I would, I went, um, I I live away from family um, and some of my friends and, um, and I, the way I grieved was I would reach out to people and then I kind of realized like, Hey, not everybody is going to respond to you the way you're responding to them. And, and because they might be going through some COVID grief type of emotional um, um, turmoil and that's okay. Cause maybe they're an introvert and they deal with it on their own, even though, but, but I, for example, I reach out to people because I need that connection to make everything kind of better and comfortable. Um, and I found that, um, I'm, I'm a newlywed. So I was, I, uh, I, kind of latched onto my husband most of the time, because a lot of my friends would be like, hey, I need to deal with this on my own. So I need to, um, I I need to my space. And it's hard for me to realize like, hey, not everyone's like you. Not everyone Mm -hmm. um, will reach out to you. But then again, I had some friends and family who said, I'm so glad you reached out to me. I'm having a hard time too. Let's chat
0: yeah definitely like i know it could be hard during the pandemic even for like people who want to like go out and have fun and all of that but with the pandemic is like everyone needs to be safe everyone needs to be home For introverts it's like the best thing in the world like getting inside just be by yourself is amazing but then for you like maybe you you want to reach out to people and be enthusiastic and want to talk but then, you sh- yeah. then some people need to realize that, yeah, I'm like this. Like, I'm so, yay, I want to be with people. I want to talk to past people, ever. And then there's some people who want to be alone, Who who's like, yeah. oh, my God, thank God there is a lockdown. I don't have an excuse to go out, for example. I could just stay yeah. inside. And someone has to realize that there's another side to it as well. It's not just like everyone's all enthusiastic about going out, or angry that they can't go out at the moment but yeah that's just how I perceive it as well and as you said with the like the grief cycle like either losing someone or losing freedom for example or Mm -hmm. even like losing the things that you used to do as well like I'm I'm a university student so I miss my I'm missing out on my university experience from this and like that's huge like
1: yeah I can't believe the people going through university and college and everything right now like wow like mad props to you
0: yeah definitely like I went through my first year like normal and then we had to we had to start stop at March time when like lockdown stopped and it basically Mm. cut the year apart and then we're trying to do online learning at the moment which is not the best but Mm. I think with mental health from college and university students it's like really it's not that good at the moment because they like they can't get the interaction from like their course mates or if they lived in accommodation like flatmates for example it's just so hard for them to go through something like that and I experienced it myself and I haven't really seen my flatmates not not like long ago as well like I've only seen them probably around like two months in the whole year and that's Mm. crazy to think
1: yeah yeah and in university and college there's there's constant relationships being built through in-person things like that you're around people all the time um and I can't imagine going through college and university like with no interaction. I mean, I even, um, in the workplace, even I was talking to my coworker and I was like, it's so weird because like you would go into a meeting usually and you do small talk five minutes before and you don't do that anymore. You just kind of show up. Um, Mm -hmm. even like things like this, like you, we were like, okay, let's get to our meeting. And, small talk later, like, or, or like, you're, you really have to initiate that small talk and that relationship building even more over virtual because it's not natural. Like you're not showing up to a meeting 10 minutes early, and chatting with people with individuals, you're showing up and it's everyone talking at once. Yeah. So, and it's, it's okay, okay, start the meeting because some people don't show up until the start of the meeting, which I, I tend to do as well. Um, because
0: you're yeah yeah I think people got used to the fact that now it's like oh if you turn up to like a meeting or a class it's just like it starts straight away rather than having that relationship building and that that is also another essential part when it comes to things like working or studying is that an interaction with other people and we're not getting that as much anymore and I think over time we had we accepted it because that's the way it was and it's just really sad to see that like that is not is not happening anymore just because of a literal virus a literal Mm. virus that has has spread across the world but like with that could affect people's mental health because it's like what if they don't have anyone to talk at home but then they initiated more talk with their colleagues or their peers or something like that and they might express themselves what are they going to do about that there are some people like that as well and it's just really tough to see like loads of people going through things like that. And also like job losses too, that's also been affected with your mental health too. And I can't imagine how that's like as well.
1: Yeah, I was in between jobs a few times, I ended up quitting one of my jobs. And then um, the next job was, I was furloughed, or I was uh, laid off because of COVID. And um, it was interesting because with my mental health, it was like, change after change after change. And they were all unexpected, maybe except for me quitting my job, because I was more of a choice um, to quit. Uh, but, but still, I mean, still, I was, I mean, I don't know if you have DoorDash over there. Um, but I was, it's like a, um, a, a delivery service for food. And, uh, and I was doing that, but it was still up and down. It was it was my mental health that was being kind of stuck in my house a lot of the times. and the way I, the way I coped with that is I was able to drive places. Like I think um, for me, one of my most favorite coping skills is driving. I love to drive and I um, had to make sure that I had that in my schedule and I had, a structured schedule in order to keep my mental health in check during all of the the roller coaster of the lockdown, the roller coaster of the being furloughed and um, being laid off.
0: Oh, definitely, because some people find like things to do when to cope your mental health. Definitely, one of the things I decided to do was to start a blog page to express how I felt like to also express giving advice to other people because it's literally with my brand as well and that's something that has coped me through lockdown as well like writing blogs or like starting a youtube channel I did I started a youtube channel so like speaking to some speaking to the internet some was something that I that's how I coped with lockdown and Mm -hmm. Like, literally, like, I didn't want to speak to anyone, but I would speak to a camera, for example. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, literally me, but, yeah, that's just how I cooked through lockdown. But many people find things like baking, playing sports, mm-hmm. um, yeah. cooking, cleaning. People picked up cleaning as, like, mm-hmm. a thing, fun thing to do. That's crazy, but there's a lot of hobbies that people are picking up just because of lockdown. That's just helping with their mental health a lot more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, I had, I would have phases
1: of different, um, TV shows, different ways to exercise. And when it was warm out, I would run and like exercising and cleaning and taking care of the house, especially because I was lucky because my husband kept his job. But, um, but I was, I was doing my own thing. I was, I, I had the house clean at all times, which never happens when I'm employed. Um, I'm, it's it's a mess until Saturday, and I clean up Saturday. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely can. I definitely can relate to the hobby thing, and I I started a blog as well. Um, which did you start this podcast uh, because of the because of coronavirus? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> i
0: yeah. I have two podcasts so this the first one, I started in June and this one I started in October just before our we had three lockdowns at the moment so wow yeah so we're on our third lockdown but we I started my first podcast in the middle of the first lockdown then I started my second podcast days before the second lockdown (laughs) so it's just something I coped with to be honest yeah yeah that's awesome what's your other podcast called it's called the aware panel and it's a it's basically anyone can come on to talk about societal issues that we face today so yeah it's kind of cool so yeah i'm just gonna end it right here um thank you so much for coming on yeah thanks so much for having me no worries do you want to promote something like a blog um i um
1: you can find me on linkedin my name um is spelled right there um, I have a blog as well. Um, all of my links to different podcasts I've been on is actually in my Instagram, um, Instago. Um, it's just I- Insta and then the A-U-X um, or G-A-U-X uh, Instagram. And that's where you can find me. Great. Perfect. Perfect. Thank
0: you so much. All right. Thanks um, so much. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching today's episode, it was really inspirational to talk to so many people who could encourage us on a daily basis. If you want to listen on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure you subscribe to us on the Arrow Rights Podcast and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Movement Fitness and Nutrition, where we post the video versions of these podcasts. So make sure you check that out as well. Also check out our social medias, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have linkedin and now we have spotify and podcast so make sure you check them out too and also subscribe to our newsletter on our website which is www.movementfitnessandnutrition.co.uk so you can keep up to date with all the latest news thank you for listening everyone and take care and i will see you in the next episode